Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer Podcast. I'm Bruce Singer, host of the Bruce Singer Podcast, and also CEO and founder of Canada CFOs. And we do accounting prof- uh, CFOs on contract and instrument part-time. And I'm very excited to have as my guest on this podcast, Deborah Rosati, who is an FCPA. She's also founder and, and CEO of Women Get On Board, and she'll tell you a bit about it. She's a two-time most powerful woman in Canada, and she's been on numerous boards, and she is the, the an expert in boards. Uh, I've read her blogs, her information. She's outstanding, highly knowledgeable, a thought leader, and just incredible. So, Deborah, welcome to welcome to our podcast. Thank you for accepting my invite, and pleased to have you. So, what can you tell us about? First, let's talk about women. Women get on board. Tell us all about what 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 is women get on board? Give give it. Let us know what what's going on. Well, thank you, Bruce. Delighted yeah. to be here. Yeah. Women get on board is my social purpose company. I founded it in 2015. I'd already been serving on boards, corporate boards, for over 15 years. And our mission is to connect, promote, and empower women to corporate boards. As you know, with TSX listed companies, data from just last year alone, just over 23% of all TSX listed companies have women on boards. So we have a long way to go. And my common denominator of most boards I've served on, I've been usually the only woman, if not maybe a second woman on the board. So I really, my, my social purpose is to just get more women on boards to help connect them, promote them and empower them and give the encouragement to elevate their voice and uh, really make them confident and have the courage to serve on boards. Is there, um, is there a reason why that has taken place 23% or when you say the confidence, there's a mission, there's work to be done. Like, like, how do you, how, how do you help them? Well, I think it's a combination of where people are. Um, I think it has to come from within. Are you at a stage in your career where perhaps corporate boards are where you want to be? Uh, it can also come from, you know, your knowledge base and the expertise that you have. You can contribute to, to boards. And also just getting sponsorship or support from your current organization uh, to help develop your own leadership skills as an, as an executive or in a senior management role. Okay, so let's talk about leadership because the theme today is elevating your board leadership. So let's talk about what can you share about uh, to the audience about elevating your board leader. What, what, what can you share? Well, I I'm very practical, and I sort of come from the school of what they don't teach you in Harvard Business School. So yeah. all of my board learnings and teachings have really come from being in the boardroom for the last twenty years. And so I like to think of elevating your board leadership in sort of four key categories is, first of all, go outside your comfort zone. Secondly, consider the evolution of your board journey and how you evolve it. Um, Thirdly, taking on board leadership roles. And last of all, build on your governance and leadership skills in your journey. I'll break those down, but I wanted to say those to me are the four fundamentals. Yeah. Uh, that I I delve into and give examples. So for instance, uh, go outside your comfort zone. So in my case, I always like to use myself as an example. I, given my financial expertise, I am an FCPA. I have been a former CFO uh, in the technology sector. So a lot of times my first entry or my first ask from anyone will be, hey, we're looking for a chair of an audit committee. 
That's a natural evolution. That's a natural starting point for me. And it's great. But I also don't want to be defined by being the chair of an audit committee. And so sometimes you have to go outside your comfort zone and put your hand up, maybe go into industries that may not be your comfort zone or take on leadership roles. So for instance, one of the boards I joined um, in the last year and a half, I didn't, I put my hand up to be the chair of the nominating corporate governance committee with my governance background and knowledge. I felt very, very comfortable. So I think it's really important not to be defined by any one role within the board. I think it's important to go outside your comfort zone in there's programs, there's courses, there's mentors, there's, there's a whole myriad of ways to get your comfort that way, but, but put your hand up. And a lot of people will come to the board room table and they'll serve as a board member. And one of the comments I'll have is, well, what's your next step? Are you taking on a leadership role? And a lot of people are comfortable to build their portfolio, but they're not advancing their leadership skills. And to me, you should always start on a board in some form of a committee. But when you're leaving, you should be leaving as a chair of a committee, chair of the board and in a leadership role. And then you've got some legacy and you're building on your skills and your journey. It's very interesting you say that. And we're going to talk to the sea of women because I was on a couple of boards. Uh, okay. And when they had, when we first started the first meeting, who wants to be chair? Okay. Nobody put up their hand. <laughs> okay. And someone had to be voluntold. Uh, I thought we had nobody, everybody wanted to be on the board. It's just interesting, but nobody put up their hand because there might be a, maybe is there, maybe there is a, uh, a perception that it could be more work involved or more time consuming. I don't know. I, I was, I never really understood it, but I don't think that's the case. And uh, but anyway, this is a story I wanted to share. Uh, yeah. So I, I agree. Some people will say that, oh, it's more time. However, I think you can have real influence and ability to um, put your position forward and help shape and influence um, issues around the table. And it's a lot easier to be on the sidelines like anything, as you know. But when you take on a leadership role, um, you, you can help shape and influence. And I really think that as professionals and, and as you know, leaders, uh, it's incumbent upon us to, to take on those leadership roles. It's true, eh? True, eh? Cool, cool. So you mentioned other things too. There were four points. Right. So the second one is considered the evolution of your board journey. So in my case, I was a previous CFO of a, tech, of a technology startup, and I did a lot of private equity, private placements, and was taking the company, getting the company ready to go public. We got acquired. And so my first evolution onto boards was I was in venture capital. And by virtue of being a general partner, I ended up serving on the portfolio companies of these early stage technology companies. So my evolution as my journey on the board started there. And it evolved into public company, public sector boards, different industries. So it is a journey and you always want to be evolving in, in your journey. And so that's why you may start somewhere, but it may not be where you end. And to always be learning up and stepping up and, and challenging yourself. Interesting, interesting, interesting. You know, because that could be a that could be a challenge for people, but that is how you get. But that is the evolution of that is that is that is the role. Well, so yeah. I see. I have conversations with a lot of women, and they fill their portfolio. They serve on a lot of not for profits, which is great. It's a great give back. It's what you yeah. care about. 
But if you're always staying in that zone or in that lane, people will see you in that. And if you want to break away or you want to be seen in a different way, you've got to take some steps and you've got to um, go outside your comfort zone. It's not easy. That's for sure. But you've got to put your hand up. You also have to put your hand up and say, I'm really interested in these, this type of board, this type of industry. Um, and, And people won't know if you don't put your hand up. Is there a common theme, for example, let's say you worked all your, all your, your whole careers, let's say food, food and CPG. And all of a sudden there's a company that is uh, clean tech, you know, another totally, is there, people have that hesitation if they're worked in a certain industry. I would think that maybe, maybe coming from a different industry could be an, an asset, a different, a, a different, well, different perspective. Well, yeah. one industry that I'm quite familiar with, and I didn't grow up in the industry is the cannabis industry. I joined the, I joined a public company that just went public in the cannabis industry. I didn't, I was not in, in the industry itself, but I had public company experience. I had operational experience. I had public company. So I was able to bring governance and chairing the audit committee. I was able to bring certain skills, learn the industry. And as that industry evolves, funny you should say CBG and uh, food. Yeah. That is a natural industry an ancillary industry to bring into the cannabis industry because it's a product, it's regulated, um, you know, and they bought edibles. So, you know, I think you don't have to be fine to be defined by a particular industry. I think you can bring value and it is good to get that diversity of thought from different industries. It is, but sometimes people do define by an industry and, or other people. And that's just, anyway, that's another, that's a whole other discussion. Um, so you mentioned also, uh, there was a couple of things you mentioned. Governance is one thing too. Can you share? Because I'm not sure a lot. Many people who haven't said a words know what governance really even means. So yeah? governance is a big word. It's and if a I can very boil it, yeah. And it can, can mean. It <laughs> yeah. I'm going to define it. In, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to define it in one sentence for you because I had an aha moment. I've been serving on boards for several years. And I took the Institute of Corporate Directors, the Director's Education Program. So I am a certified director. I have my ICD.D from um, the Institute of Corporate Directors. There was a book that I read. It was written by Carol Hansel, a very noted governance expert in Canada and even globally. And in the first chapter, it said corporate governance. Corporate governance are processes that companies put in place to make decisions. Yeah, that's it. That is the definition. So it's always when you come back to governance, it's about the processes that you put in place to make those decisions. Now, that sounds really easy. (laughs) Got to get the right people in the right boardroom, dealing with the right issues and the right processes. And they all have to be aligned. But at the end of the day, you have this oversight role. You have a fiduciary duty. And you ultimately, as boards, come together to make decisions on a financing, making decisions on a restructure, making decisions on declaring a dividend. And what information do you need to make those decisions? And what processes did you take? So you you want to you define those processes typically in writing, I assume. Yeah, there is. There's there's it could be in writing, it could be by by um meeting. Um there's a lot of government like without going heavy into it, but at the end of the day, if you could distill it down as governance are processes that corporations put in place to make decisions. And this could be a public company, it could also be a private company too. It could be be public sector. Could be private sector too, I assume, right? Public 
and private, privately owned. Yeah. It's, it's a whole world. Uh, there's a whole world there. And there was a fourth thing we talked about too, I think. In, uh, and the fourth is really thinking about how you build on your governance skills and your leadership skills. So for instance, I just recently, ESG, as we know, environmental, social, and governance is a big, a big topic these big days. Topic. A very big topic. I wanted to sharpen my skills. And I recently took through the competent boards, I took a global, I have a GCB.D, which means I have a global competent boards ESG designation, which says as a director, I have, I have more of a insights into your role's board when it comes to ESG. I'm not an expert, but that was an example of me saying, what else do I need to build on after 20 years of being around the boardroom table? What yeah. other skills do I need? So that's an example. AI, data governance, is, there's a lot of emerging issues. And if you want to be an effective director and you want to be current, then you need to be educating and uh, developing yourself with your own governance skills. So there's governance skills. Then there's industry knowledge. So what are you doing to stay current on in the industries in which the boards you serve on? And then there's just your leadership skills and how you develop them. So there's technical there's leadership, there's a combination, but those all should be continuous learning. Interesting. And you, you mentioned, so there's, I, I pulled out something you said, it's some of the hot issues, I call them trends. In, in, with, what are the hot trends? You mentioned ESG, ESG is a, hot, is a hot trend. What are, when it comes to boards and specifically women on board, women getting on board, what are the, what are the hottest trends that, that you see out there right now? Um, so from a governance perspective, I think cybersecurity, AI governance, uh, climate change, without a doubt, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, there's a lot around that. Um, and then just when it comes to women on boards, it's about um, that diversity of thought. And there's it's not just gender, but ethnicity, race, um, age. Wow, 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 wow. There's so many things that play into it. You know what I mean? Not straightforward. Not straightforward at all. But I think if you, if you're lit, you know, as a director, you have fiduciary duty, and it's really important to understand the purpose of the company and the stakeholders that you serve. And you know, really making sure when you're making those decisions from a board perspective that you're taking into account, you know, does it align with the purpose and who your stakeholders are? And you know, again, are you being a good corporate citizen? I got a question to ask you. I want to get back to your your company, Women Get On Board, and we're almost we're almost done shortly. Um, if somebody wants to become a board member or wants to plug wants to plug into your organization, what what do they do? Like like, there's got to be a starting journey. What do they do? They, they reach out to you. Do they? What's 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 step one? Step two? Uh, can you share that? How do they? I think as a minimum, we are out there on socials, as you know. So follow us on socials, Women Get On Board. Follow Deborah Rosati on socials. I'm out there. Um, secondly, we have a mailing list that you can join. And we, or we have a member mailing list and a non-member mailing list. So you can just join our mailing list and follow us on our communications, our events, our programs, our thought leadership. And third of all, if you are interested in becoming a member, you can go on to womengetonboard.ca 
and you'll see our membership and in it sort of says, are you board ready? What are you thinking about? And we have mm -hmm. events and programs and thought leadership. Okay. So we are very inclusive. We're 800 members across Canada with you. diversity of skills and expertise and geographic. Uh, so we are not, uh, you know, vetting our members because we are really about, you know, building that next generation of women corporate directors. Congratulations. Good for you. Good for you. You're making a difference. That's incredible. And also in when we po when I post these, the, this podcast and, and, and video, uh, I will attach those links so people can I'll make it easy for people. Uh, Deborah, it's been it's been it's been a real pleasure. And is there anything that I didn't ask that I should have asked before we end? Because sometimes like this is live. Well, it's not to be recorded, but it's live. And sometimes I, I you know, it's, we're all human. Is there anything that I, I should have asked that I didn't ask? That you'd like to share before we end the in the podcast no i think it was interactive i think you asked a lot of questions and for me really it comes back to my purpose and i just as you know i ventured into TikTok, and i just had a I TikTok saw the, yes. video on on your purpose and and why do you want to be on a board and you know you really have to step back because we only have so much time and it's our reputation and so you know you also want to make sure you do your due diligence on any board that you're joining because it is your reputation, it's your time. And so just don't answer, just don't, you know, say yes to everything. And if you say no to a board opportunity, as I would say to women, you say no, say no graciously. Thank you. I'm not interested okay. because of X, Y, Z. But here is three other women that I would put forward. That's a great suggestion. Deborah, thank you so much for being on a podcast. It's been very insightful. And we'll do another one. And uh, thank you so much. And thank have you. a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks, Deborah. Thank you.